Hello everyone and happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Killer Instinct. If you are new here, hi, my name is Savannah Breimer and I am your host on Killer Instinct. For today's case, we are talking about something that is very different from any case that I have ever covered before. And today we are talking about Natalia Grace. And if you are unfamiliar with who this is, this is a case and a story that has been circulating through the media like crazy lately. Because if you are unfamiliar with who Natalia Grace is, Natalia is a girl or woman who is being questioned for whether the fact she is a 16-year-old girl or a 30-year-old sociopath. And it's very different from anything I've ever covered, but I wanted to talk about it today because I really want to get your guys' opinion on it. It is something that I have been going back and forth with in my mind, so I'm really interested to see what you guys have to say about it. This case is very confusing. There's a lot of twists and turns, and there's a lot of darkness throughout the entirety of this. It's not just some possible 30-year-old scam artist. It's very dark. It goes much deeper than that. So we are just going to jump right on into it today. So let's get started. Just as a reminder, if you're listening to this on the podcast and want to see the visuals, the visuals will be available tomorrow on my YouTube channel where you can see all of the pictures of the people we are going to be talking about today. So like I said, Natalia has been in the news lately after her adoptive parents, Christine and Michael Barnett, who were from Indiana, abandoned her in an apartment and moved to Canada when she was only eight years old because according to them, Natalia wasn't an eight-year-old. They say that she was a 22-year-old adult who had threatened to kill their family on multiple different occasions. So let's talk about Natalia. So Natalia claims that she was six years old when she came to the United States from the Ukraine. She says she doesn't remember much about everything that transpired over her adoption process, but all she really knows is that a family came and visited her in the Ukraine and then brought her back to America after they adopted her and she lived in New Hampshire with them for a little bit. Something to note about Natalia is that she has a rare form of dwarfism. And that basically means that she has deformities in her spine, hips, and her knees. And this condition that Natalia has automatically makes her look younger than her actual age. And it makes it harder for people to decipher how old she actually is. And something else about her condition is that with Natalia's form of dwarfism, it makes it difficult to obtain an accurate bone scan, which bone scans are a procedure that are used to determine someone's age, essentially. So the one thing that would be used in a situation like this to determine her age. With her condition, it's hard to tell if the results would ever be accurate. According to Natalia, she says that Christine, her adopted mother who got involved in all of this, told her that Natalia had lived with about 30 different families in a span of two years before the Barnetts ended up adopting her. 30 different families. That is a lot of families to go through. And I don't even know how that's possible, but again, maybe it is, but again, maybe it isn't. So let's talk about Christine and Michael Barnett. So Christine and Michael live in Indiana and Christine is actually a parenting author and motivational speaker. And she's pretty well known for it. She came out with a memoir called The Spark and talks about her journey through parenthood. 
Christine and Michael have three biological sons. Their names are Jake or Jacob, West, and Ethan. And after having their three boys, they decided that they wanted to adopt. So they got in contact with an adoption agency and got set up to adopt a girl from Haiti. And this was in 2010. And if you guys remember, or maybe some of you don't, there was a very, very big earthquake that happened in Haiti around that time period. So because of that, it kind of halted the adoption process. So pretty soon after that, there was an adoption agency in Florida that had reached out to Christine and Michael, and they told Christine and Michael that they had a six-year-old girl from Ukraine that they wanted the Barnetts to be paired with, and they gave the Barnetts 24 hours to come up with a decision on whether or not this is something that they wanted to do if they wanted to adopt this six-year-old girl from Ukraine. So that phone call was on Thursday, April 22nd of 2010, and a According to Michael, he says that the phone call wasn't really alarming when he first received it, but looking back now, he says that there is a lot of red flags that him and Christine kind of overlooked when this all happened. He said that this agency in Florida told him that they had done research on the Barnetts and knew all about them and thought that this girl would be a great fit for their family. Weirdly enough, though, the adoption laws in Florida require someone from the agency to go to the person's house that is wanting to adopt a child and do kind of like a homestay check. And besides that, they also require background checks, very thorough background checks to be done. But that didn't happen with this adoption. All that they were told is that they have 24 hours to give the agency a yes or no answer as to whether or not they wanted to go through with the adoption. Michael said that when him and his family met Natalia for the first time, it was at an office of a strip mall at a strip mall. I just find that to be the most bizarre part, honestly, of this is that they had to go to a strip mall in this little tiny office and they were all sitting there and Natalia came through the doors and immediately started calling Michael and Christine, mommy and daddy, before the adoption had ever even been finalized. It was like the first thing that came out of her mouth when she walked through the door. Now, when the adoption happened, Natalia's records indicated that she was born in 2003 and there were children's hospitals hospital records and a physician who examined her in 2010 and estimated her age to be about eight years old. So the Barnetts who thought they were getting a six-year-old then learned that Natalia's estimated age is now actually eight years old, but they still ended up going through with it and they still ended up finalizing the adoption. And if you're wondering, is there a birth certificate anywhere that could actually prove how old she is? No, there was no birth certificate that could show what age Natalia actually was. But three months into Natalia being adopted by Michael and Christine, Michael and Christine had actually set up a play date for Natalia to hang out with this girl who was also eight years old, who also had the same exact condition that Natalia had with her dwarfism. So they thought it would be great to get them together and so they could have they could have each other as a friend. And when that happened, Michael said it was very prominent to him and Christine that the girl that was set up on this play date with Natalia, who was actually eight, was way younger than Natalia. He said that there's no way that Natalia 
and this girl ended up actually being the same age. He said that Natalia's face was much more adultly matured. Natalia had all of her adult teeth, by the way, at eight years old. He said that Natalia had a better vocabulary than this girl, and for being Ukrainian, if, you, if you've if you lived in the Ukraine for basically your entire life, you would probably have some sort of, you know, you're still learning to speak English. You're still learning a different language at such a young age. It would kind of be a struggle. But Michael said there was no struggle for Natalia and that she spoke way better than the girl that she was set up on this play date with. And along with that, he said that Natalia just seemed more mature than the girl that she was hanging out with on this play date. And Christine and Michael aren't even sure or aren't even really convinced that Natalia is Ukrainian to begin with. They said that she never had a Ukrainian accent. She couldn't speak Ukrainian and no memory whatsoever does Natalia have about living and growing up in the Ukraine. Now, when I saw that, I was like, well, maybe there's some, you know, traumatizing things that happened in her past that she just blacked out subconsciously. So maybe that's why she doesn't remember growing up in the Ukraine. But to not have an accent and not be able to speak it is a little questionable in my personal opinion. Coincidentally enough, though, Michael and Christine actually had a friend who was Ukrainian and they brought their friend over to meet Natalia and to talk to her and kind of make her feel like she had someone else who was from the same background that she was. And so when Michael and Christine brought this friend over and she started speaking to Natalia in Ukrainian, Natalia had no idea what this woman was saying. And she actually became very upset with Michael and Christine for ever bringing this woman over to begin with. So much so that Natalia didn't talk to Michael and Christine for four days. Michael said it was very clear when this woman was talking to Natalia that it was like a totally different language to her. Like she had no idea what this woman was saying to her. And if Natalia is Ukrainian and she spent the majority of her life in Ukraine, then she should have some recollection and remembrance of what this woman was saying just on a little bit. Like it's not like she has to start speaking to this woman in Ukrainian again, but to not know anything is a little questionable. So in June of 2012, Christine and Michael actually went to court to change Natalia's age from 8 to 22. 8 to 22. The birth record showed that Natalia was born in 2003. So they went to court and got those records changed for her birthday to, instead of being in 2003, to be in 1989, which would have made her 22 years old at the time and about 30 years old today. And this was after the family had done bone tests on Natalia and a court ruling. It was the Miriam County Superior Court who ruled that Natalia birth year was going to be changed from 2003 to 1989. Now, according to Michael, he said that one of the main benefits of changing Natalia's age was so that she could be lawfully committed to a psychiatric hospital. And I looked up the criteria for having someone committed to a psychiatric hospital, and it does vary from state to state. But the one general generalization of it all is that someone can be admitted against their will if they are a threat or a danger to themselves or to others. So I want to talk about why the Barnetts did not believe Natalia was eight years old, because this is a really big thing. This is where it kind of all pieces together. So according to Christine, she said on the first night that Natalia came home with the Barnetts and started living with them, Christine was giving Natalia a bath. And when she was giving Natalia a bath, she noticed that Natalia had 
body hair in places that an eight-year-old should not have body hair yet. They also claim that Natalia hid her menstrual cycles from Christine and Michael. And like I said earlier, Natalia had all of her adult teeth by the age of eight. But Natalia, of course, denies all of these claims and says that she still was just as young as the adoption agency said, which was eight years old. So along with that, Christina and Michael claim that Natalia showed extremely violent behavior, which I also want to get into. So Michael said that Natalia would put clear thumbtacks face up on the stairs in hopes that someone would step on them. There are claims that she also kept knives underneath her bed, and there are also claims that on multiple different occasions, Christine and Michael would wake up in the middle of the night to Natalia standing over them holding a knife in the middle of the night. Christine and Michael also said that there was an occasion where Natalia was caught pouring bleach into Christine's coffee, and when she was confronted about it, she looked straight at Michael and just said with a blank expression on her face, I am trying to kill you. Christine and Michael said that Natalia also tried to harm their three boys on several different occasions. Natalia would throw their favorite belongings into oncoming traffic when they would have public outings and go out as a family. She would take the boys' favorite items and throw them into oncoming traffic with the hopes that the boys would run into the traffic. And when Christine and Michael asked Natalia why she was doing that, her response was, I am trying to kill the boys. Christine also claims that Natalia attempted to push her in to an electric fence. Of course, Natalia denies this claim and says that when this happened, what actually happened was Christine and Natalia and the entire family were visiting this farm and Christine and Natalia were walking together and Natalia's legs started to hurt. So she told Christine that she wanted to sit down. And so when she ended up sitting down, Christine sat down right next to her. And then when it was time to get up, Christine was helping Natalia get up, but in doing this, they both ended up falling over and there was an electric fence near them. So she says none of it was premeditated or vicious. It just happened to be the circumstances. They both fell on accident and there was an electric fence near them. So, I mean, it just, it's, can go either way here. Natalia claims that she was never violent with the Barnetts and never did any of the things that they said that she did. She completely denies standing over their bed with a knife. And she kind of contradicts herself here a little bit because she once said that she had never been into their room, never went in their room at all. But then on another hand, she said that she would only go into their room when she had nightmares at night and had trouble sleeping. So that kind of contradicts itself a little bit. The electric fence situation is really the straw that broke the camel's back and is really what led Christine and Michael to place Natalia into a psychiatric unit in January of 2012 after they changed her age from 8 to 22. One of the therapists in the unit had spoken to Natalia and this therapist came forward and said that Natalia had confessed that she was not 10 or 11, which if you think about it, if without the superior court accepting to change her age, if she was actually eight years old and that was her real age, she would have been 10 or 11 by this time because it was two years after she had been adopted. I know it gets, it's very confusing, but Natalia confessed to this therapist that she was not actually 10 or 11. but she was 18 years old and she was acting younger to be treated as a child by parents and strangers. Other staff members of the psychiatric unit claimed that Natalia told them she tried to kill her family members and called it 
fun. And she explained how she was going to kill them, how she was going to get rid of the bodies, what she was going to do. She went in very great length and in a lot of detail as to how she was planning on killing the family. Okay, we're going to take a short break, but we will be right back with more of the Killer Instinct podcast. Do you ever fantasize about who you'd be if you lived somewhere different? Maybe you'd surf if you lived by the beach. Or maybe if you lived in the city, you would live above a coffee shop and finally be able to write that novel you've always dreamed of. Or if you had a dishwasher, maybe you'd actually be able to start cooking and make a proper dinner at home. With over 1 million available units for rent on Apartments.com, the you abilities are endless. Apartments.com lets you narrow down exactly what you want and when you want it. And with their instant alert, you'll never miss out on seeing what could be your new perfect place. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect place to live, whether that's an apartment, a townhome, or even a house, and they can help you find exactly what it is that you're looking for. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. All right, you guys, welcome back. The Barnetts weren't the only ones to claim that Natalia had violent behavior. Like I said, she had lived with multiple, multiple families before the Barnetts, and a lot of them had also reported violent problems with Natalia. Several of Natalia's other families said that Natalia was violent with their children in particular. One family claimed that Natalia had tried to break their son's arm, which Natalia chalks up to being that her and this boy were wrestling together and she ended up falling on his arm the wrong way and the mom thought that she was trying to break his arm so she ended up sending her back to the foster care system. So after a year of being in the psychiatric unit, so it is now 2013 and Christine and Michael decided that they were going to rent an apartment for Natalia in Lafayette, Indiana and once they did that, the Barnetts basically packed up their lives and moved to Ontario, Canada and you might think that this is a very random strange move, but actually it was very calculated. The Barnett's eldest son, Jake or Jacob, who was 15 years old at this time, he had a mild form of autism. But regardless of that, Jake was so smart. He was absolutely brilliant, especially in physics. And that's where he really thrived. And Christine and Michael were thrilled about this because they were told that Jake might never be able to speak eloquently and socialize properly. So this was a huge deal for them because Jake actually got accepted into a university in Canada at 15. 
He was accepted into the Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics in Waterloo, Ontario. So when this happened, Christine and Michael could not miss out on this opportunity for Jake. So they decided to pack up their lives and move to Ontario with him and with their other two sons as well. But they ended up leaving Natalia behind and they got her an apartment and paid her first year's worth of rent. Now, when this happened, Natalia said that she really wasn't sure what was going on or why they were moving. She was just told that the Barnetts were going to be moving. Michael and Christine told her their family was going to be moving, but she was going to be staying. Because the Barnetts had changed Natalia's age from 8 to 22, she was legally an adult. She could legally live on her own. So they, I personally believe they kind of found a loophole in all of this. You know, they figured out that their son could be accepted or was accepted into this program in Canada. And so they thought it was the perfect way to move their family and leave Natalia behind. Now, Natalia says that when she lived in this apartment by herself, that it was difficult for her. She survived off canned food. And remember, she has dwarfs. Dwarfism, so she already has this major disability, but the Barnett said that they set her up pretty well. They provided Natalia with the social security. They got her on disability. They got her food stamps. They really did set her up. So it's not like they just dropped her off somewhere and booked it, at least not without providing her with certain necessities that she would need. Neighbors of Natalia said that they saw Natalia on multiple different occasions, hanging out with some people from the sober living house, as well as she attended adult adult education classes. So she was working towards getting her GED and she was taking adult classes, which if you think about it, is not something a 10 or 11 or even 12 year old would be able to do. And that's regardless of whether her age was changed from eight to 22. If she is 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old, which she is claiming that she was, you do not take adult education classes. You just don't. You can't. You can't comprehend. You can't understand. And I'm not even saying that that means that she actually is 23, which is what her age would have been at that time. I'm just saying that no 10 to 12 year old is taking adult education classes. And a lot of people have had a lot of questions as to how Natalia was able to survive on her own living in this apartment. If she was as young as she says that she is and was living on her own, there are so many things about living on your own that when you're that young, you aren't able to do for yourself especially with her disability. So Natalia did a Dr. Phil interview recently, and if you have not seen it, I highly, highly recommend you go and watch it because this whole situation, this whole story really blew up back in September because Christine and Michael were actually arrested for neglect of a dependent. And so when that happened, this whole case really blew up in the media. So Natalia recently did an interview with Dr. Phil, and like I said, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend you go watch it because in this interview, she basically just denies all of the claims that were made by the Barnetts saying that she was violent or saying that she was older than what she actually was. She says that her birthday is September 4th of 2003, which would make her 16 years old as of now. But Natalia says that she was never violent with the Barnetts and that she's never been violent in any family that she has ever been with. And she is sticking to her story about her age. But what's funny is if you go and watch the interview, her demeanor, her the way she says her age. She laughs when she says her age. And there was actually a comment on the video that I found quite funny because it said that, you know, the way that she tells her age is the same exact way that I say my age when I'm showing someone my fake ID. It's just very 
unbelievable. It really is. It's not believable whatsoever. And honestly, it could be because she has had so many trials and tribulations throughout her life and her age has been such a question mark that maybe she doesn't even know how old she really is. That could be a part of this as well. I do want to say that there is a woman in the Ukraine who has come forward claiming to be Natalia's mother. This woman's name is Anna. And Anna said that she was forced to give up Natalia when Natalia was born 16 years ago because she had divorced Natalia's father and Natalia had such a extreme disability that she was told by the doctors that it was best if she gave Natalia up for adoption. So Anna has come forward and said that Natalia is actually 16 and that she is so sorry for ever giving her up and that Natalia has two brothers and two sisters and the whole thing is just so mind-blowing because even after all of this, no one is able to actually confirm Natalia's age. No one is able to confirm that. We don't actually know if this woman is Natalia's biological mother. That hasn't been able to be confirmed either but I did just want to mention it to you guys. So Christine and Michael got divorced actually in 2014 and it wasn't until, like I said, this past September that the two of them were arrested and charged with the neglect of a dependent, which is when the story really came to light in the media because Christine and Michael, despite their divorce, are really coming together on this and saying that they totally got scammed in this whole adoption process. And not only that, the girl that they adopted ended up trying to kill their family. Their argument in all of this is that they are innocent and there was never any child abuse because Natalia is not a child. And they say that they did what was best for their family. And as of now, Natalia is living with a new family in Indiana. And this family is the Manns family. It is Antoine and Cynthia Manns. And she is living with them. Natalia is living with them. Cynthia and Antoine have four other kids. So Natalia does have other siblings with this family. And Cynthia and Antoine are devoted Christians. Antoine is actually a pastor. And in 2016, they actually filed to be Natalia as legal guardians, but because of the ruling that she is 22 years old by the court, they withdrew the petition. Mans have said that Natalia has never shown any signs of any aggression and that she's never had a menstrual cycle, which is what the Barnetts were claiming, which was a big deal for them as to showing Natalia's true age. And basically, they're just saying that Natalia has been a great addition to their family and hasn't done anything to try to harm them. And this is just where this story gets so confusing because it's like, okay, how old is this girl? A, is she trying to kill people? B, and a theory that I want to bring up that I saw in the comments of the Dr. Phil section because I was really trying to go through and see what people's opinions were on this because I'm so enthralled in this case. And the theory that someone pointed out that once I started, once I sat with it and thought about it, it made a lot of sense. That theory is, you know, there's so many violence claims against Natalia and against the kids that Natalia has been around in these families that she's adopted into. First of all, there is a reason that Natalia has been sent back, quote unquote, so many times to the foster care system after being adopted so many times. This isn't just because all of these families just decided that they didn't want her for no reason anymore. You have to think about it. Like if 
Natalia, who Christine said had been with 30 families. First of all, we don't know how many families she's been with, but she has been with at least several other families who have all in return ended up not keeping her, ended up sending her back to the foster care system. There has to be a reason behind that. But essentially this theory is that Natalia hates kids, essentially, is like the bigger theory. But the to break that down, meaning Natalia has gone through each of these families trying to harm the children there. If she has some deeper connection to why she despises children, why she wants to hurt children, why she says she wants to kill them. She goes into these families wanting to destroy these children. So that's just something to think about too. Maybe that could be the motive as to why she ends up having such violent behavior. As far as what I think about this, I really don't know where I stand. Do I believe that she's 30 years old? I don't know. Do I believe she's 16 years old? No, I don't believe she's 16. I believe she's older than that. If you watch her on the Dr. Phil interview, she looks older than 16. 16. She just does. And I don't believe that she's 16 years old. Does that mean I believe she's 30? No, but I definitely believe that she is older than what she is saying that she is. I do believe that there is a reason that all of these families have been turning her away after bringing them into their home. I think that the violent behavior you know, for so many people to say that, so many people to say that Natalia has been violent with them and their families, I don't think that it's for nothing. And I do think that there is something a lot deeper going on here. Um, This case is very confusing with all of the records and the court and the ages and things like that. So I definitely recommend you guys do your own research if you're interested that way till you can learn more and more in depth on how this is all going and you can follow this case more closely. But I am so curious to see what you guys think about this case so definitely leave it in the comments below if you're watching me online um, if there's anything I missed make sure you leave it in the comments below as well I try always to give you guys the most accurate and in-depth information that I can but sometimes there are things that I do miss and especially in a case like this it's very confusing so if I did miss anything you can let me know in the comments below and with that being said you guys that is going to be all for me today thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of killer instinct if you are new here hi my My name is Savannah. I am your host of Killer Instinct and we make new episodes every single Wednesday and you are not going to want to miss it. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way you are up to date on all the episodes that we post. And with that being said, you guys, I will see you next week. And until then, stay safe.